Why is seminary so expensive? At Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, we are committed to the reform of theological education toward meeting the needs of churches across the globe. Men of God cannot serve their churches well if they are burdened with tens of thousands of dollars in student loans from seminary. At CBTS, you can receive a robust theological education for nearly four times less than other institutions. To find out more about how you can receive an accredited theological degree at a cost that you can afford, visit cbtseminary.org. Welcome to another episode of the Pastor's Inbox on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, We are once again talking with Pastors Joe and Lee, and in this conversation, we're going to be talking about contentment in ministry. Uh, We're going to be discussing what contentment is, why it's important, and how uh, to utilize this virtue in uh, ministerial uh, laboring in certain circumstances and situations. So we're excited to have this conversation for this episode. But to begin, uh, Pastor Joe, I'll ask you to kick us off. Uh, what is contentment? And if you want to answer the second part, you can, or if you want to wait to answer it, you can do that as well. What is contentment and why is it important to be content in your ministerial context and situation? Okay, well, uh, since uh, the question has to do with contentment in, in ministry, um, uh, let me begin by saying that contentment is not uh, settling for less, not, not settling for less for what you can be for God uh, or less than you can actually do for God. Uh, there's a sense in which we should never be satisfied or never be content, but always... Uh, be longing for more holiness, longing for more communion with God and and longing for more usefulness in the kingdom of God. So uh, we're not talking about uh, settling. And and we need to maybe say that because there is in most of us, I know there is in in myself, uh, there's in most of us a love of ease and rest and self-pleasing. And if that kind of spirit gets the mastery of us, it can enable us to go through life uh, settling for less. So that that's not what we mean. Uh, that being said, con- contentment in ministry is essential. And I, I would define it. I didn't consult uh, Jeremiah Burroughs or anyone on the subject. Uh, we should always be happily resigned to the goodwill of our God. Hmm. Uh, that's contentment. Uh, concerning our attainments, concerning our placement in his kingdom, uh, concerning our usefulness in ministry. While we're not settling for ourselves the way we are, we always want to be growing. We are yet happily resigned to the goodwill of God. Um, And that's important. Uh, I'll say more about that in a minute. I'll go ahead and answer that second question. But but it, it is important uh, for us to remember this and to be content and resigned to the will of God. Uh, and I do say happily resigned. I don't just say merely resigned. Uh, we're not to be people who say, well, I have no choice but to submit. So I'll submit and do so unhappily. Contentment is 
being uh, satisfactorily and happily resigned to the will of God because I know that he's good and I know that he's wise and I know that he makes no mistakes. And if I really know that, then I can be content with whatever gifts he's given me and try to use them to the best of my ability, wherever he has placed me and whatever degree of usefulness he's given me. Preachers have to realize it, it may not be God's will for me to be a great conference speaker. It's pretty clear that it's not God's will for me to be a great conference speaker. It, it may be God's will for me to be an ordinary preacher feeding a few sheep. It may be okay for me to be a preacher, which is a wonderful thing, but not necessarily uh, anything special. Um, I, God, contentment would be me being the best that I can be with what God has given me. Uh, it may not be God's will for every pastor to pastor a big church. There are many little flocks in hidden places, and uh, there are many pastors. We tend to think that the great pastors are those pastors that we know their names, but that's 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 judging as man sees. Um, the best pastor in America may be somebody that none of us have ever heard of. Hmm. Um, contentment would be willing to pastor a few sheep, uh, who are needing a good shepherd. And I'll say this in a plurality of elders, as, um, as is my case, uh, it may not be God's will for you to come up to the same level of attainment as your peers. And a contented pastor says, that's okay. I just want to be who God made me, what God made me and realize that he's good and sovereign. And, and I just want to serve him in the place and in the position he's put me. Uh, we don't want, we want to be like Moses. Would God that all the Lord's people were prophets and would God that all of them were better preachers than I am and better shepherds than I am, because that would be good for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So um, those are a few thoughts. I'll, I'll pass on to the other question. Why? And then I'm going to throw it to, to you, Brother Lee. Why is it important to be content in your ministerial context and situation? I think I've already answered that. Contentment will keep us from envying other preachers. And don't try to tell me that's not a problem because it is a problem. Preachers can envy one another's gifts. Uh, but contentment will enable me not to envy others who may have more gifts, bigger churches, or a wider sphere of usefulness than God has been pleased to bestow upon me. A jealous preacher is a grievous evil. Contentment in God's will enables us to avoid jealousy and envy. Contentment will increase our usefulness in whatever sphere God has given us uh, in which to labor. A, a discontent preacher is going to be, well, he's going to be discontent. And there's little likelihood that he's going to be have as much use to the kingdom of God or to those whom he is ministering to if he's discontent himself. Few, rarely, does God take a discontented prophet like Jonah and work the wonders like he did at Nineveh. That's the exception. 
and the exception proves the rule. A discontented preacher is going to produce a discontented congregation, most likely, and is not going to be used of God to do the good that he could have done if he was happily resigned to the will of God. Um, a, a contentment, I think, will preserve a man from pastoral burnout and enable him to prolong his days of usefulness. Um, so may we be content with whatever God ordains. If I am, then I'm not going to be as likely to burn out in the midst of the work. But generally speaking, a ministry is not going to last very long if the minister is discontented uh, in his office. Lee, give us some thoughts on that. Well, brother, I much appreciate what you've already said. Uh, you know, I do find it interesting the word uh, translated be content, a command there in Hebrews 13, 5, uh, that word is elsewhere translated enough mm. and sufficient. And yeah. so I, I think that's a pretty good definition of yeah. content, uh, deeming that what we have or where we are, uh, that's enough. That's sufficient for how God would have me to honor him. And therefore, I'm quite okay with that. Like the Apostle Paul, when he'd right in that very less than comfortable uh, situation mm -hmm. uh, in Roman imprisonment in Philippians 4. I've learned whatever standing there with to be content. He was getting on honoring God uh, by Christ's enabling. And by the way, that's the context. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means I can glorify God even in this situation because he had enough for that. He, so he could be content. And of course, that was so for Paul and his situation, whether it was imprisonment or as he said, in whatever state, well, so then with, with any pastor. And and it's important really for a number of reasons, isn't it? Uh, I mean, contentment in Hebrews 13, 5 is in contrast to covetousness, mm -hmm. being greedy for money. But in a very real sense, discontentment is a form of covetousness, desiring mm -hmm. something that God has not uh, given and appointed for us. Well, if we're not uh, to covet uh, the 10th commandment, then that same commandment obligates us to be biblically content. And that's so with all Christians. And especially since uh, isn't discontentment finding fault with God and his providence, right? Mm -hmm. We're complaining mm -hmm. that our times are in his hands. Right. You know, hold on. It's, it's impugning his wisdom and, and the like. And mm -hmm. when, Furthermore, it's complaining that God's doing us good and making us more like Christ and leading us in the paths of righteousness for his, his name's sake. Well, that's so with all believers, okay, not just pastors. Mm -hmm. But how much more then should a pastor be content? Because elders are to be, 1 Peter 5, 3, examples to the flock. Yeah. Well, they're to show others that they can be content and, and even how to be content by their very live. So uh, if for no other reason, I say it's important for the pastor to exemplify this, to be that example to the flock. But isn't it true also that, that we have every reason to be content? I mean, that's true of all Christians. You mm -hmm. know, look at our, our privileges, uh, every spiritual blessing in Christ is ours. But especially with pastors, we have not only all the privileges that belong to all of the Lord's people, but then we're entrusted with opportunities for time in God's word and, and freed up 
in, in various ways and, and allowed to serve Christ and his people. Well, uh, what reason to be content with that, mm. especially sinners saved by grace to be entrusted with that kind of, of responsibility, that kind of privilege? And isn't there something especially obnoxious, uh, unfitting? If you ever hear a pastor complaining or whining or falling into mm. self-pity, uh, I'm sorry. I, I have no sympathy with that when I, when I hear that in a man to be so privileged and blessed of God and yet to be complaining? No, no, no. Um, so on several levels, it's wrong, uh, but that means contentment on several levels is, is, is very right. And so um, in entire agreement with you, dear brother. Uh, Austin, I'll throw this back to you. Thank you, brother. We have thus far discussed the meaning of contentment and the necessity of contentment for uh, ministerial um, laboring. And so now I want to ask you guys how you might advise a pastor to either obtain or maintain contentment in uh, ministry. Well, I would say keep a, keep a steady and strong and lively faith in the sovereignty and the goodness of God. Hmm. Uh, his sovereign rule over his creatures, uh, including preachers and including myself. It's vital that we know uh, not just that God is sovereign. Yes, that's vital. But it's vital that we know and believe that God is good and that God is wise. And if I really know this, how can I be discontent? Because he's he's in charge. Uh, if I really know that he's good and wise, then how can I not obtain and maintain contentment with his way and his will. Um, I would say in the second place, do not uh, fellow preachers uh, do not care too much what the circumstances look like or what the situation you are in looks like. If God has made it plain that where you are is where he presently wants you, then that's where you belong. And it has to be the best place and it has to be the best situation for you at this time in your life and ministry. Uh, don't obsess about all of the problems uh, re regarding your calling or your position. Just fulfill your duty to the best of your ability and leave all the results uh, with God. I'm currently uh, in uh, preaching a series on the life of Joseph and one of the lessons that surely God was teaching Joseph was uh, uh, you can't judge uh, judge God's favor by his uh, by your providential circumstances. By when Joseph is in the pit, uh, God is still in control. When Joseph is a slave down in Egypt, God is still in control. When Joseph is thrown into jail after being falsely accused, God is still in control. Uh, preachers need to believe that because preachers forget that also. Um, we need to just learn to give ourselves wholly to God and his work and leave the circumstances in his hand. I love, uh, I've threatened many times to preach on this and I haven't gotten around to it yet, though I've done a, a lot of studying in Isaiah chapter 49. And there we see that even the Lord Jesus Christ says, I have toiled in vain. 
I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet, rather than give in to discontent, when the Lord Jesus Christ was despised and hated, he says, yet, surely the justice due to me is with the Lord and my reward is with my God. Um, maintain contentment by doing your work that God has called you to do and leaving the circumstances in God's hands. Lee. Well, amen, brother. Uh, and you know, as you intimated in the first part of the first questions, uh, you know, contentment does not mean that, well, one must just grin and bear it and can never improve one's lot. Mm -hmm. you, know, you think of those slaves that Paul is addressing in 1 Corinthians 7, and, and he basically says, if you've got the opportunity to be mm -hmm. uh, freed up, then then they should take it. They're at liberty to do that. Yes. Of course, that doesn't mean a pastor needs to be looking to leave if he's having a bit of a rough go and, and uh, things aren't going just as he wants. But uh, in a case where there might be a church-wide rejection of the man and his ministry, well, he's not obligated to stick that out. Yeah. Uh, uh, willingness to move on from there would not of necessity be lack of contentment. That's true. Uh, so long as there's a willingness to remain there, as you've already said, Joe, if God so wills and, and ready to serve the Lord there. As to uh, how to obtain or maintain, well, I think one thing is to recognize it is our duty, our constant duty, uh, it's a duty that's actually to be done typically when things aren't ideal, you know, like Paul in that Roman imprisonment, learning to be content. Well, it's not like, you know, what I'm down here in the Bahamas and things are just great. Uh, and therefore I've learned to be content. It, it's, it's a bit of a rough go, but it's still our duty. Uh, I've already said another thing is to recognize our privileges as, as pastors to, to wait a minute. Here's what's going on. If there is a lack of contentment, I think we also say, what, what's the cause for that? Why, why would I be discontent? Mm -hmm. Is it because I'm not seeing the blessing I want? Is it because I'm dealing with difficult people? Or, well, is that all there is? I mean, is there no privilege? Are there zero blessings from God? Mm -hmm. so sometimes I think it's important to see the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, uh, look what the Lord has done. And why would you be then discontent because here's some, you know, fly in the ointment. Um, mm -hmm. If there is a tendency to not be content, to be discontent, well, see, why is that? Is that not rooted in carnal or, or selfish desire? You know, I, I want life to be easier. I want to be more gratified. I, I Well, think again of what Paul endured. Uh, I've learned to be content whatever state. And then recognize, as I've already said, how it is he was able, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm. Well, for any pastor then, uh, situation difficult and things that, um, boy, you could easily become discontent. Well, remember, your duty is to be content and to serve God, honor him right where you are, and know that Christ's grace is sufficient. Uh, you can do even that through Christ who strengthens you, and therefore... I'll have much to do with the one who said, without me, you can do nothing, but you abide in me and I in you, you bear much fruit. Uh, and then to further add to what you've already said, uh, Pastor Joe, uh, you know, 
recognizing God's in control and, and Romans 8, 28, uh, well, that includes what pastors may experience as well. And it's working for our good in order to make us more like Christ. And therefore, well, to trust him uh, in the midst of that. Well, there are a few thoughts anyway. Amen. In this conversation, we have discussed contentment and ministry. If this conversation has provoked any thoughts that you might have related to contentment or contentment in ministry, submit your questions to pastor's inbox at cbtseminary.org. Until next time, we wish you grace and peace. God bless.